All right, so super excited for today's show. We got David Meltzer on, and if you don't know David, he's a tremendous guy. He's got so much energy, so much greatness that comes across. He was co-founder of Sports One Marketing, which was the uh, emphasis of him being part of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was, of course, what was modeled the movie Jerry Maguire. Uh, his life mission is to empower one billion people to be happy. Very simple, yet dedicated mission. He just brings amazing value through his content. He's a three-time international best-selling author, a top 100 business coach, executive producer, entrepreneur's number one digital business show, Elevator Pitch, and host of the top entrepreneur podcast, Playbook. He really just brings it. The energy you're going to get today, the actual steps, how you're going to go through a time right now with so much uncertainty and really just make sure you're pushing through. So it's a must listen. Stay here to the end. David gives you everything he's got here today and I'm ready to do this. Here we go. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you? I'm amazing. You know, I know this is a time of re-engineering and repurposing, but I see opportunity as long as I can stabilize me and others. We're going to find a better way to push us to something better or make what we're in better. You know, and, and that's a great part to really jump in here. A lot of people feel lost right now, right? They, they feel completely out of the loop. They, they feel helpless. And it's just, I was thinking about this. It's this time where, where we're all going through something ideally together, but we're all doing it separately. For people that feel that their energy is off and they can't really get themselves in a pace, what would be some suggestions that they could really make a pivot to get them back in the game? You know, one of the things is to do an inventory uh, of your values. And what makes it easy to handle change is when we can take a snapshot day by day of today, what are my personal experiential giving and receiving values? And when we break it down to those four, understanding that there's opportunities determined upon the snapshot of the day to expand and accelerate different parts of those values. I've never been a balanced person. I've always been a day-to-day -day inventory person where some days if the opportunities are more aligned with my receiving values, then that's what I focus in on. If some days more on my personal values, some days on my experiential and other days on my receiving. So through this transition and, and repurposing that's going on, if you take an inventory of your values, you'll start finding opportunities. You'll start seeing and looking to the light, the love, and the lessons that are here. What happens is, and this happens a lot in judgments and conditions about snapshots, is that we are a, a just a, a wealth of snapshots. And people, they judge us and they put conditions on our snapshots. So I tell stories about high school friends that say, you know, oh, that Dave Meltzer, he's full of shit. Or, you know, my uncle who's like, oh, what's this charity? How much is Dave Meltzer making for this charity? And other people are offended. But my ego has no need to be offended because I know those were the snapshots of Dave Meltzer that my high school friends got or the, the snapshot that my uncle had me growing up in my 20s where I was motiv motivated by money, where I now take my daily snapshots and align my personal experiential and giving and receiving values to the available opportunities that exist today. And that way I'm maximizing every day. I'm accelerating and growing. I have a positive mindset and truly I have what's called compound interest. It's so funny. The idea of this virus is compound interest, right? It sure is. Compound, yeah. compound. Well, yep. you know, there's also something called serotonin. Uh, and which is created by making people happy and doing good and receiving and giving and witnessing giving and receiving. And serotonin is not only the thing that makes you happy or feel like you're happy, but it's also the best thing for your immune system. 
right? And so why don't we create a new virus called serotonin by looking at our values and helping other people and helping ourselves be happy and allowing people to witness that. And how do you transfer that from, every, from yourself feeling like the victim and really just changing your identity right now? You know, I've always told people the same thing when challenges arise in their, their, their lives. People that are unemployed, people that may be sick or other things that have happened in their life. I always say the best thing you can do is go help somebody. Right? We all have strengths and weaknesses and let's give our strengths away and let's go help people. If you're sitting at home bored with nothing to do, find a way to go help someone. Go through your phone. You know, one of the great exercises that I do uh, with free time, what I, you know, I'm a student of my calendar. So I study what I am doing, what I have planned, but I'm yeah. always studying the white space of my calendar, what I don't have. And I go through and I pick things like taking inventory in my phone. What a great time to go through your phone and not only call people that you haven't talked to that you care about and ask them how you can be of service or a value or check in with them and give them love. But also if there's no need for someone to be in your phone, take inventory, kick it off your phone. It's just taking up space. If you haven't talked to them in 10 years and you don't want to talk to them now, take them out of your phone. Another thing that you can do with the white space of your calendar, time, take inventory of time. So for me, I always have a thing, even when I'm productive, I'm always looking to save four minutes. So I look at things I do every minute, every hour, every week, every month, every year, every lifetime, whatever it is. But if I can find something that I can save four minutes in, I know it's 24 hours a year that I'm saving. One of the simplest ways to save time, you know, I'll give everyone an exercise to save 80 hours a year, 80 hours a year. That's eight times 10, that's 10 days of average productivity. Right now, I'm gonna give you two weeks of your three weeks off. You're working at home, let yeah. me give you two weeks back. Just sit down and think about where to put your keys in your wallet. That's true. 80, 80 hours a year spent looking for things that we lose. So if mm -hmm. you can create a system while you're at home right now because you've never had time to create the system and you can save yourself from losing stuff, I just saved you or created for you 80 hours of productivity, two full work weeks to be more productive and make money, help people and have fun. So that's a great point, right? We, we're all having this extra time right now where a lot of people are looking for what to do with it. But ultimately, a lot of people are getting what they want, right? So they, they work to be able to spend more time with the family. And now they have that time. They, they work to have this ability to go after this maybe side hustle they want to go after. So if someone's having this, this extra time and they're lost, do you have any way to, to give them some direction on how to find their passion that maybe they should be doing to fill this void? Yeah, well, I look at three things. One, what skills do I want to develop, right? So looking at what skills do I have? What do I want to develop? What knowledge do I have? And what knowledge do I want to develop? What a great time with the period of time and technology that we're in to access mentorship, information, and knowledge. You can expand. You know, you can get an MBA a day. That's how much knowledge is out there. If you just sit and watch and listen and read all the right things, you can create such expansive and growth. And then work on your practice on your desire, right? The people who succeed in life must be what they can be. But a lot of people, everyone knows your why, right? Your why is to help people. Everybody knows that. But this is a good time to think about the what and the how, right? And so using that must be what I can be, what can I be and how can I do it? This is a great time to think about that, which will just clear the connection to the corrosion, the interference that you have between you and that which inspires you. You can start looking and being more aware of why don't I feel good when things are going good? Why 
aren't I gracious? Why aren't I forgiving? Why aren't I accountable or inspired all the time? You can actually create a practice or a habit machine that allow you to be more effective, efficient, and statistically successful in what you're doing. Yeah, I love that. And we find that, you know, we're, we're either fearful of what failing and fearful or fearful of success, right? So how do we get out of our own way? Yeah, that's the best question is number one, realize that you're already connected to the greatest light lesson and love that exists. You're already connected to it and you're the interference and you're the corrosion between that and which has given you enough power in your thumb to light up all of Manhattan. So listen to me, everybody. If you want to practice ending fear, you have to determine first what is ego-based consciousness and raise your awareness to the activities that cause you to accelerate in a trajectory that you don't want to go. What does that mean? Let me give you some examples. I'm constantly defining these and practicing getting out of my own way by knowing a need to be separate, a need to be inferior, a need to be superior, a need to be anxious and angry and frustrated and uh, resentful and offended and guilty and sad and fearful. Whenever I have these feelings, I know I'm in my own way because I know I'm already connected to the greatest source of energy, light and lessons and love that exists. And therefore, if I'm feeling these feelings of separateness, of anger, of fear, I must be creating interference or corrosion to that connection. So I'm getting in my own way. So I make it a practice of number one, waking up in the morning and finding my highest frequency. That doesn't mean to meditate like I do. It's taken me 13 years to figure out how to meditate and get the most of it. But if it means taking a walk or going swimming or walking your dog or sitting down by yourself with a cup of coffee and and you know looking at something positive whatever it is for you find your highest frequency at the beginning of the day it will help you know the awareness of when you're in the ego-based consciousness when you're creating interference and corrosion because it'll feel different than that highest peak and so when you get off the highest peak instead of like a car on top of the hill in San Francisco, letting it go downhill and build momentum and feeling run over at the end of the day. Yeah. All it takes is one little pinky, you know, to hold the car at the top of the hill because it started to move, right? If you know that highest frequency, you'll know when things are starting to move in the wrong trajectory, which is creating interference and corrosion to that highest power of source, energy, light, and love that you're already connected to. That's the definition of getting out of your own way. That's the practice of ending fear. And that's also the practice of creating the greatest efficiencies, effectiveness, and statistical success and happiness in your life. Yeah. And then you're, you're outlined to actually get so much more to life, right? So you're able to push through that fear and then that's not much of a fear anymore. And now you can do bigger things and you can get out there. And so you, you've had so many lessons learned in such a good way. What's something that that's happened in your life that, that is maybe not been <coughs> ideal, but has been crucial to your growth that you would definitely go through again, even if it wasn't an ideal situation. Sure. Well, I lost over a hundred million dollars uh, and I would absolutely do that again. Um, and it's the astronomic belief that that could happen, the astronomic belief that not only could I make it through the other side, but I could make it through better with a better mindset and make back all the money, all the fun and, and all the opportunity by helping people, by creating an opportunity and making room for what I want by shifting the paradigm of value, by being of service and helping others is an extraordinary thing. And I wouldn't have been able to do it, but for my wife and my mother and the important people in my life that told me I was lost and if I didn't see the effect of being lost, 
I'm not sure I would have had the one lesson in life that everybody needs to learn. It's the lesson that people ask me, if you could go back, Dave, to your 18-year-old self, 21-year-old self, 30-year-old self, 40-year-old self, even now 50-year-old self, because I'm 52, what would you tell yourself? What lesson have you learned? Here's the two words, write them down, put them on your screensaver, radical humility. Uh, you know, I am of service and of value. Uh, you, you know, along with radical humility comes gratitude, but most importantly, I have the two words, radical humility, that I know that I am subservient to a greater source of energy, love, and light, and lessons, that this world that I live in is only about giving me lessons, and the lessons are going to keep on coming until I learn them. They'll result in pain if I haven't learned them, mental, spiritual, emotional, and even physical pain. And when I see pain present in my life, that interference and corrosion to the connection that we've been discussing, I know that I have to search and seek for that lesson. And the only way I can learn that lesson is through radical humility by asking a series of questions of what I can learn and provide value for, but also a series of questions of, do you know anyone that can help me? Uh, and when I live that life of humility, I know that not only will I be able to help other people and expand and accelerate their lives, but in return, by elevating others, I'll be elevating myself. Yeah, and I love that. And I, I know it'd be if I didn't ask. Uh, so we have a big real estate following, and a lot of lot of real estate listeners here. There's a definite opportunity that's going to come up here in in this, and uh, there'll be people that will be on the short end, and people will be on the high end, and in the middle here, there'll be a lot of opportunities to help people. If you were back in a point where for someone that's sitting on the outside looking at this, trying to get in, what would you, what would you consider an opportunity that may come up in such an unknown time? Oh, for sure. Look, things are overbought and oversold. So I would go and find someone that's been in your area, in the real estate business, in your area, in your practice, whether it's mortgage, title, commercial, residential, whatever it may be, find the person with the most experience in that area and ask for help and ask to tell him and to teach you when things are oversold. Uh, remember, money doesn't disappear. It just slows down. Uh, and when these uh, when, when money slows down, then real estate moves faster. When real estate moves faster, opportunity is available for everyone, right? The transactional people that do mortgages and titles and insurance, they make much more money. They don't care what price the house is sold at. They just right. want more action, right? They want more yeah. movement. So you want to take advantage of the movement that will happen. Uh, if you're lucky enough to have uh, financing partners or financing yourself, just wait and find an expert in your area to tell you when it's oversold and buy. Right? Yeah. And then ask them to give you another call in a few years when it's overbought so you can sell. You don't got to be at the bottom and you don't got to be at the top. In real estate, mm -hmm. that margin in between every 10 years or so will make you a multimillionaire in the buying and selling. And then if you're in the transactional part of it, make sure that you're not lying, manipulating, cheating, overselling, or back-end selling. There's enough business for you. Be abundant, be fair, give good service to people, help them out. They'll remember you next time things slow down. And mm -hmm. that's where the real cream is made. So there's huge opportunities, especially because of interest rates being so low in the inventory. Although, you know, it's out there, it's still low, right? We didn't lose yeah. the demand. So interest rates are low, inventory is low. The economy is, people will be cashing out on real estate 
Uh, so there's going to be a lot of movement. So if you're in the transactional side, make sure that you provide service. If you're in the buying and selling side, make sure you gather mentorship and expertise in your area, practice, et cetera, and simply just ask, when is it oversold and buy? Yeah, I love that. Mentorship's key, right? And just having the right people around you that just can give you that guidance. You have to be open to receiving that too and just asking the questions. It, we're, we're never the smartest one in the room. If you can't outline yourself with the right people on your team, you're, you're going to be lost. And I actually had this great thing happen the other day. It was, I was looking for something and someone gave me, you know, they could have gave me poor guidance, but they gave me a referral to someone who, who could actually give me the best guidance, right? And they, in these, these years, like, well, I'm, I'm going to remember that person. You know, that person gave me guidance where they could have, you know, because they wanted to make fee or make a transaction on this, they could have given me guidance that was maybe more aligned for them making money. But they said, no, you should go to this person because they're going to be able to give you the best answer. Well, I remember that guy, Matt, you know, I, I have Matt, he's here in my brain now. So when something comes up that I can help him, it's full circle. I'm going to go right back to Matt and say, hey, Matt, I really appreciate what you did. Of course, um, you know, here's someone that could, could definitely be a part of your team going forward. Which is an opportunity, right? Because when Absolutely. You know, a lemon gets squeezed, lemon juice comes out because that's what's inside the lemon. Now we yeah. have an opportunity when people are feeling pressure to see what's really inside of them. And your friend, Matt, you saw what's inside of him, right? Integrity, character, and you're never going to forget that. And Absolutely. I've built my career by walking with integrity through very difficult times 97, 2001, 2008, and always kept those relationships. And that's why I was able to recover so quickly is I went to all those relationships and said, hey, do you know anybody can help me or is there anything I can do for you? And that simple methodology allowed me to start building transactions and moving money very quickly to make a margin off of value and providing service and value to others because of one simple lesson, be kind to your future self. And there's no better time than times of transition and re-engineering and repurposing to be kind to your future self, do good deeds, and you will never, ever fear or fail. Awesome. Well, I, be respectful of your time. I have two other questions for you just to dive quickly into here. Uh, so for someone who's maybe not gone through a potential recession that we're coming into or just, just maybe was in school in 2008 or just, just it really wasn't affected at that point, facing what's coming forward right there, how can someone keep a sane mind and really power through this? Or what's some of the lessons you've learned through the dips that have happened? You know, I, I think stabilization, culture, and cash so remember your values and look for the stability of cash. Uh, you know, that's really where that, that lies. And then help others stabilize as well. Um, I always called it the Southwest airline philosophy. The simplest way to take care of yourself during these situations, put your mask on first. If you have a child, put it on next. If you have multiple children, put it on the child with the most potential and work your way down. Do the same thing in your lives. You know, just appreciate, there's four, four values you gotta remember. One, gratitude. If you're living your life with the lens of gratitude, everything will be fine, your past, present, and future. If you have forgiveness in your heart, you will go ahead and live without fear because you know that you're just trying to expand and accelerate and learn and you're gonna forgive yourself for what you don't know. Three, be accountable, right? Tell yourself, what did I do to attract this to myself and what am I supposed to learn from it? The last thing that people want you to do is go below the line and blame, shame, and justification. They'll remember that. Be accountable. And then fire, finally, practice ending fear by keeping your eye on the inspiration, the interference or corrosion that you have created. We talked about getting out of your own way. Get out of your own way during that time. And if you follow gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration, and you put your own mask on and then work your way down by potential, trust me, you will come out of this 
smelling like roses. You'll make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and you'll still have a lot of fun. Oh, David, that was awesome. That's a great way to end. The people listening right now, that's everything you're going to do for the next couple of months, these next couple of years, and you will be on the other side here listening to what David says. David, thank you so much. Uh, what's the best way they can find your podcast? Because it's just a must listen. Playbook is everywhere. You can get a podcast. You can find me at dmeltzer.com or at David Meltzer. Uh, and then finally, please text me your biggest takeaways because I want to know what resonates with people because share all types of content as you know. So I have a text number 949-298-2905. Text me. I do all types of free workshops. I give my books for free. I give courses for free. All my content's for free. I'm here to be of service. I, my main mission in life, as you know, is to impact a thousand people like you to impact a thousand people to impact a thousand people, which is over a billion people just to be happy. So go ahead, reach out, use me as a source. I really appreciate everyone's time. I'm going to the beach, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you, David. You Bye. got it. Take care.